रहा है हिंदी सिनेमा का सबसे बड़ा ब्लॉकबस्टर तो माकेदार होगा एंटरटेनमेंट जब करण जोहर आयुष्मान खुराना और मनीष पॉल होस्ट करेंगे फिल्म फेयर की शानदार रात फिल्म फेयर के मंच पर होंगे रणबीर कपूर करीना कपूर खान कार्तिक आर्यन वरुण धवन जानवी कपूर और सारा अली खान के इलेक्ट्रीफाइंग परफॉर्मेंसेस तो हो जाइए तैयार फॉर हिंदी सिनेमा बिगेस्ट सेलिब्रेशन वॉट द सिक्सटी नाइन्थ फिल्म फेयर अवार्ड ट्वेंटी विद गुजरात टूरिज्म ऑन संडे एटीन फेब्रवरी नाइन पी एम उंगली ऑन जी टी जॉनसन वैक्स प्रोग्राम विदी The makers of Johnson's Wax, Johnson's Carnew, and Johnson's self-polishing glow coat present Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn, with music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. Many philosophers have pointed out to us that the one thing we can count on in life for certain is change. It may be imperceptible from day to day, but there's a constant change taking place all around us. And in household things, it's usually a change for the worst. Well, to help prevent or at least delay that deterioration, we paint many surfaces and we wax our floors, furniture, and woodwork. Today, more and more surfaces of all kinds, including leather, linoleum, and metal, are being protected with Johnson's wax. Why? Well, for one reason, wax is impervious to moisture. The wax film, as long as it endures, offers remarkable resistance to aging and to the wear and tear of normal use. What's more, it's easy to apply additional coats of Johnson's wax as they're needed so that almost a permanent protection can be achieved against wear and against dirt. Now, you don't ordinarily think this problem through when you apply Johnson's wax to the many surfaces around your home. But it will really pay you to understand just how and why Johnson's Wax does give such lasting protection to your things at such small cost and with a large net saving in work, plus an increase with every application in the beauty of every room in your home. Somebody is knocking at the door of 79 Wistful Vista, the home of Fibber McGee and Molly. Hey, Molly. Hey, there's somebody at the door with a package. How do you know it's somebody with a package? Well, he knocked. If he had his hands free, he'd ring the bell. If he had his hands free to knock, he's got his hands free to ring the bell. Oh, not necessarily. You can knock with your feet or your knees, but did you ever try to ring a doorbell with... Oh, for goodness sakes, I'll get it. Okay. Who is this the residence of? <laughs> Never end a sentence with a proposition. <laughs> and if you must know, this is the house that Mr. and Mrs. McGee live in. What do you got, bud? Package for Mrs. Fibber McGee. Sign here, please. Oh, a package for me? Oh, who's it from? That lady will forever remain a mystery with me, as I am only an individual which has been entrusted by the parcel delivery company to lay this precious burden in your pale white hands and get your mitts off that package jacket for the lady. Well, I'm her husband. Leave us not delve into the strange ways of women, comrade. <laughs> 
Sign here, please. I'll sign for it. There you are. Thanks, madam. And if you'll take my advice, you untavern Duffy, you'll keep a civil tongue in your face. Please strain yourself, mister. Was I consigned with a future in the profession of parcel delivery? I would eagerly drink in your poils of wisdom. But inasmuch as soever that I am tomorrow morning being induced into the armed forces, <laughs> you may button your kisser. Fresh mug. Fresh guy. If it wasn't that I didn't want to maim a future second lieutenant, I'd have parted his nose with a knuckle. I wonder who this package is from. I don't remember ordering anything. Well, one way to find out would be to open it up. Heavenly days, flowers. Oh, and what a lovely bouquet. Oh, McGee, you sweet, thoughtful man. Uh, Give Mother a kiss. Well, I, I, I can't. You can't? Why not? Well, uh, well it'd be under false pretenses. Uh, I didn't send those flowers. You didn't? Well, who did? Well, I don't know. Maybe they were delivered by mistake. I hope. Well, I'll see if there's a card in the box. Ho-ho! What's it say? <laughs> it says... Please think of me. Signed, Ralph. Ralph? Who the Sam Hill is Ralph? Ralph. Ralph. Now, let me see. There was a Ralph Onslogger in my geometry class. No, uh, no, he has eight children and is married. Well, what Ralph is this? I want to know. I'm not going to have every anonymous Ralph in the country sending my wife flowers. By George, I'm going to... Well, hello there, Molly, darling. And Fibberland. Hello, Uncle Dennis. Hello, Uncle Dennis. And what might you be celebrating this fine day with your handsome bunch of flowers and all? And McGee standing there with a silly expression on his puss. May them as loves cats forgive the loose use of the term, howsoever. Well, I seem to have received these flowers from an anonymous admirer. Yeah, well, he'll be anonymous till I catch up with him. Then he can easily be identified by his broken neck. Well, now, isn't it a romantic thing? It reminds me of what happened to an old friend of mine by the name of Six Joseph O'Fegley, who was always trying to pick up a couple of bucks. Uh, what did you say his name was? Six Joseph O'Fegley. Well, sir, it seems... Hey, well, you, you, you mean his first name was Six? It was that. It seems they didn't know what to name him when he was born, so they wrote several names on pieces of paper, and they put them in a hat. And his father, unfortunately, drew out the label. <laughs> yeah. His real name is Six and Seven-Eighths, Joseph O'Fake. <laughs> his father being a small-headed man. <laughs> Now, look, Uncle Dennis, uh, do you know anybody by the name of Ralph who would be sending me flowers? Oh, my course, la. Anyone named Ralph would, who knew you would be wanting to send you flowers because you're the sweetest oh, of lovely. Oh, lay off of that mush, will you? <laughs> <laughs> Ever since you made that trip back to Ireland and kissed the Blarney Stone, you spread it on with a trowel. Oh, <laughs> McGee, you know very well he went back to Ireland for his sister's wedding. Oh, I did that. I couldn't resist it after getting a letter from Noreen that she was marrying an ostrich. She was marrying a what? An ostrich. Fellow from Austria. <laughs> now, you don't mean an ostrich, Uncle Dennis. Oh, I don't. Why, certainly not. A guy from Austria is an Austin. Oh. oh. <laughs> no, McGee, an Austin is a little automobile. I thought that was a bantam. Oh, no. I can correct you there. A bantam is a lad who drops chandeliers on people's heads in the theater. Huh? Yeah, did you see the, fa the bantam of the opera? <laughs> hey. 
I took care of that one, didn't I? <laughs> uh, that was the, that was the fella, though, that, that bantam that... Uh... The bantam of the opera? <laughs> yes. No, no, Uncle Dennis. No, that's phantom, you mean. That that's... means a spirit or sure, a ghost. Sure, sure. Oh, well, fancy that now. <laughs> My own little sister marrying a ghost. I thought he was a little thin, but nary a chain did he rattle nor a groan in the night. <laughs> Twas a dirty trick he played on the girl, not telling her he was dead. Making her think he was a lad of spirit when all the time he was just the spirit of a lad. Oh, 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 faith, begora, bejabbers, wurra, 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 and other alleged Irish expressions. <laughs> stage Irishman. All he needs is a clay pipe, a shamrock in his hat band, and two friends named Pat and Mike. Never mind him, McGee. Look at these beautiful flowers. Yeah. Oh, aren't they lovely? Yeah. And to think of me having an unknown admirer. Don't worry. He'll become known when I lay my hands on him. He'll become known as Rattling Ralph, the rat with the retractable ribs. Why, sweetheart, I do believe you're jealous. Jealous my clavicle. It's merely that I got no use for a hothouse Casanova that... Hey, you know what I'm going to do? What? I'm going to call a private detective and have these flowers traced. Hello, operator. Give me the J. Edgar Hooper Detective Agency. It's across the street from that hot dog stand. Huh? No, 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 no. The hot dog stand. Huh? H-O-T-D-O-G. Is that you, Mert? Oh, dear. <laughs> How's every little thing, Mert? <laughs> What's that, Mert? You did? Oh, got word that he's definitely going to run again this year, huh? Is that official, McGee? I think so. Well, I always said he'd run again, Mert. They got too much invested in him now to let him quit now. <laughs> Why, McGee, that's how... I'll never forget the time I saw him, Mert. It was the first time he'd won. Ah, oh, what a hero. Standing there with his hair rippling in the breeze, eyes flashing, whinnying like... Whinnying? Who are you talking about? Whirl away. <laughs> Mert says he's going to run again this year. What's that, Mert? Oh, okay, I'll call later. Bye, George, I'm going to find out who this Ralph is and what... Billy Mills and the orchestra playing Thou Swell.
give me one dozen roses, put my heart in Oh, my, them. please, please. I wish you wouldn't sing that. Gee <laughs> here I am, seeing my home being busted up, my wife getting flowers from other guys, and oh, I guess I'm just a failure. Oh, don't talk like that, dearie. Well, gee whiz. Heavenly days, you make me sound like I've been hooping around town waving a pocket flask and dancing on tabletops. Well, gee whiz. I didn't ask this Ralph person to send me flowers. Well, gee whiz. Something must have given the idea he could get away with it. You know the old saying, never go around with a married woman unless you can go five rounds with her husband. <laughs> yes, but nobody's going around with me but you. Well, I'm very happy. Can I help it if a perfect stranger sends me flowers? Well, no, but my guy's a perfect... Oh, here's Alice Darling McGee. Hello, Alice. Hello, Mrs. McGee. Hello, F.M. Hello, A.D. And I don't mean antediluvian. <laughs> What's antediluvian? I don't know. That's why I don't mean it. <laughs> Jeepers, get a load of the flowers. Oh, you're lucky, Ducky, to have a man who loves you enough after all these years to send you $15 worth of flowers. Nobody doesn't. Why, I do, too. Well, I mean, of course, that McGee didn't send these flowers. Well, I would have if I'd have thought of it. <laughs> My gosh, just because some homewrecker with more money than sense comes... Oh, in. you don't think it shows good sense to send me flowers? Why, huh? sure it does. I didn't mean that. I mean, he's got no right to send flowers to married women. Oh, but who sent them to you, Mrs. McGee? <laughs> Ralph. Uh, Ralph? Yeah. They were sent as a dying request from one of my wife's admirers, Alice. What makes you think he's dying? If I catch him, I'll guarantee it. <laughs> well, you mean you don't know who Ralph is? Well, no. Do you? Oh, I thought simply everybody knew about Ralph. He's always sending flowers to somebody. Oh, he is, is he? Okay, Alice, give me the lowdown. Who is Ralph and what part of town does he crawl around in? When I get through with him, his own mother won't know him. Oh, well, I guess I'd better not tell you. Anaconda, I hate to think of such pretty flowers causing any trouble. I love flowers. I even wrote a poem about flowers when I was in school. Oh, did you, dear? How did it go? Oh, just fine. <laughs> she means, can you remember it? Oh, of course. It was, I'm simply wild about flowers. I think all blossoms are dandy. But my favorite flowers for boys to bring me is candy. <laughs> Gee, I wish Ralph would send me some flowers sometime mm. Oh, this Ralph sends flowers to lots of women, does he? That's disgusting Oh, McGee, now you're acting like a jealous schoolboy I never know such a thing I'm acting like any self-respecting married man that his wife gets flowers from strangers By George, if they don't, hey, where are you going? I'm, I'm going to put these flowers in the vase. Right. Have you seen the big blue one that Aunt Sarah gave us three Christmases ago? Oh, that. That cheap little hunk of bric-a-brac. Listen now, that's a very pretty vase, and I happen to know that Aunt Sarah paid a great deal for it. Well, she took an awful rookin' then if she did. <laughs> Cheapest grade of glass I ever saw. My gosh, you can't even use it to crack a walnut with. <laughs> Without it falling into a million pieces. Fibber McGee, did you break that beautiful... Well, Hello, folks. Hello, Mr. Wilcox. Hi, Junior. Well, Molly, you look like a June bride, standing there with your arms full of flowers. Which reminds me, I think I'll send my wife a bouquet. Oh, that's a nice thought, Mr. Wilcox. I'm sure she'll love it. I know I would. What she's trying to say, Junior, is that I didn't send her those flowers. Who did? We don't know. The card just says, please think of me, and was signed Ralph. Oh, Ralph. Oh, him. Do you uh, uh, know them? You know who they... Doggone it, Wilcox. Tell me who he is and how big. 
<laughs> well, let me tell you how I know him, pal. Yeah? You see, I have another friend who has an attractive wife, too. Oh, thanks for the two. <laughs> and uh, one day while I was visiting them, you know, just sitting around the house talking, how Johnson's wax is so wonderful, particularly in the wintertime. Because with the changes in temperature and humidity, the wax protection does so much to keep furniture and woodwork and floors in good shape. That's what you're just sitting around talking about, aren't you? <laughs> this casual conversation. Yeah. Small talk. Yeah. Trivialities. That's it. You know, Molly, I've often seen those ads in the magazines where a lot of people are sitting around in evening clothes talking about how Charlie is so much happier now that he started wearing neat neck, snug, fast, jolly collar shirts. <laughs> I never believed people did that. But to think of spending an evening with Wilcox. Oh, murder. I think Mr. Wilcox could make Johnson's Wax a very interesting subject. Well, I can talk about other things. You can? Why, certainly. I also discuss subjects like uh, economics. Oh. And I can prove how much money you can save over a period of years. By using Johnson's wax on luggage, <laughs> lampshades, windowsills, and enamel surfaces. Because with that protection, they look well and last so much longer. You see, McGee? I retract, Junior. You can change the subject. Why, certainly. You can go right from how Johnson's wax saves your furniture, boom, right into how Johnson's wax saves your woodwork. <laughs> Baby, what a conversationalist. Yes, but how about this Ralph, Mr. Wilcox? Uh, who? Ralph, Ralph, the guy that sent the married woman the flowers while you were just sitting around fascinating everybody with your sparkling dialogue. Oh, oh yeah. Well, there we were, just talking. Yes, yes, we know about that. And suddenly, the bell rings. Door, fire, school, Swiss, alarm clock, church, or telephone? Door. Oh. Well, it was a messenger with flowers. Beautiful, too. Had a card in them from Ralph. Well, get to it, Wilcox. Get to it. Who is Ralph? I've been trying to tell you, pal. He's the guy who keeps sending married women flowers. Oh, sure. I'll run over and ask these friends of mine if they ever found out who it was. I'll call you back. I wonder if I would be unfair to Mr. Wilcox if I sometimes suspected he only comes in here to deliver a message about that... Oh, I'm just being silly. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. He's just... Doggone it, Molly, I wish you'd stop burying your face in those flowers. You're enjoying them altogether too much. Now, look, sweetheart, the flowers don't know who sent well... them. When I start burying my face in Ralph's manly shoulder, you'll have something to... Ah, don't talk like that. <laughs> and if I ever lay my hands on that home-wrecking hyena, he won't have any shoulders. I'll tear them off so fast, you'll have to go through life shrugging his hips. <laughs> Well, I'm sure it won't matter to me, dearie. He has a nice taste in flowers, and that's all I know about him. Now, i got to get these in some water, too, before they wilt. Ah, there goes a good kid. She don't get all fluttery and giddy just because some patsy sends her a couple of petunias. Why, shucks, I wouldn't... Oh, boy, I hope that's Ralph in person. I'll hide the body under the coal pile till spring. I hope he's a small man. We haven't got much coal. Come in. Oh, oh, hi, little girl. Mmm, gee, what smells so good in here? Smells like flowers. Yeah, probably my after-shaving lotion, sis. Mmm, must be pretty strong stuff, mister. You haven't shaved since yesterday, I betcha. I have, too. My beard grows fast. Have to shave twice a day, unusually. Yeah? 
Who do you shave the second time, the cap? Now, don't you get impudent, sis. You know, if I'd talked to my elders like that when I was your age, they'd have given me to the Indians. What Indians? What do you mean, what Indians? Indians, they were all around us where we lived. Oh? Out there in Arizona. I was practically brought up as a Sioux Indian. Mm. <laughs> For years, my legs were all out of shape from riding horses bareback. Gee, honest? Yes, sir. I, I always thought you were not made. <laughs> Man, that's because I gripped those ponies so hard with my knees. The minute I got off a horse, my knees would spring together. Ping! <laughs> Had so much strength in my legs, I could crack coconuts with my knees. Oh, yes, yeah. sir, I was quite a lad, sis. I had a little bow and arrow, and by the time I was seven, I could keep nine arrows in the air at one time. Gee, honest? Yep. What'd you do, tie a string around them and toss them off, huh? <laughs> okay, okay, scoff if you want to. But those days of the Old West won't come again, sis. No? You'll be sorry you didn't listen to one who was there. You know what happened when I was nine years old? Sure. Big Bull stood up and you fell off his lap. <laughs> oh, sir. When I was nine years old, my pappy gave me a handful of bullets, a rifle, a skinning knife, three pounds of flour, a side of bacon. Which side? Right side. That's all that was left. <laughs> and he gave me a pony. Then he slaps me on the shoulder and says, Okay, son. Get out into the world. You're getting to be a burden on my family. You were nine years old, then? Not quite nine. Eight years and ten months, to be exact. So I leapt onto my pony and... and sat there till evening. Why? Because I wanted to ride away into the sunset. <laughs> Nothing dramatic about leaving home at high noon. And there we went, a boy and his pony, facing every kind of danger with high hopes and a stout heart. Gee, where'd you go, mister? Where'd you? Well, search me, sis. Nobody ever saw hiding or hair of us again. Oh. So now, if you'll excuse me, hey, sis, mister, I got... Hey, mister. Huh? Uh, did a man come here with some flowers? Yes, he did. Who are they from? Aren't you being just a trifle nosy, sis? Sure. Thanks. They were from a guy named Ralph. Oh, boy, I win a nickel. I win a nickel. I win Hey, a... hey, wait a minute. What's the idea? How'd you win a nickel? Well, he took and I saw the man bring the package, and I bet him a nickel. Ralph was sending Mrs. McGee some flowers. <laughs> hey, Willie, I win. You owe me nickel, Willie. It was Ralph. Hey, wait a minute. What the... Who... Don't... Doggone it. Does everybody know Ralph but me? The King's Men sing Don't Catch It. When I was just a tiny tot down in Tennessee, I kept my mammy on the spot looking after me. I fool with this and fool with that, messing round about. And when I grabbed my pappy's hat, mammy dear would shout, Don't touch it. I, I, I better leave it alone. Don't touch it. Hey, hey, you'll catch it. When pappy gets home, if you don't mind what I say. Sunday hat down in Tennessee. He fuss and fuss and cuss and cuss and start to look for me. Then pretty soon I'd have a date in the old woodshed. And with remorse I'd meditate on what my mammy said. Don't touch it. Can't you leave it alone? Don't touch it. Nay, nay, you'll catch it. 
as sure as you're born, if you don't mind what I say. One day I went with Pappy downtown to buy a shoe. He said it was good for any man to have a sip of brew. But when he went to take a nip, we heard an awful roar. We turned around and there was Mammy shouting through the door. Don't touch it. Ah, can't you leave it alone? Don't touch it. Don't they look beautiful? I think they're gaudy and overdone. <laughs> and in terrible taste. <laughs> I love to see you jealous, McGee. I'm not jealous. I'm merely a... Hey, what'd you do to your hair? Oh, I just tried combing it a different way. You like it? Yes, I... Hey, are you wearing your new dress? What? Oh, yes. I just thought I'd slip it on to see how it went with the new hairdo. <laughs> oh, Molly, I don't like this. My gosh, some stranger sends you a handful of silly asters and you go all coquettish. <laughs> Fix your hair all different and wear new clothes. Now, don't be silly. Though I will admit it's stimulating to get such a gorgeous bouquet. Mm. Say, McGee, the next time we're in Kramer's drugstore, remind me to try that new shade of lipstick. Hmm? I think they call it person to person. <laughs> That's disgusting. Person to person. Oh, come in. Oh, hello, Dr. Gamble. Hello, Molly. Hello, McGee. What do you want, Aerosmith? <laughs> Himself is in a bad mood today, Doctor. If I ever come over here and find him in a good mood, I'll bake you a cake. What's griping you, my boy? Draft board reclassify you LH2? What's LH? Level-headed. <laughs> Flat on top. Never mind the wisecracks, Doctor. When a guy's home is being broken up, a guy don't feel like swapping banter with guys. Oh, now, McGee, you foolish boy. He's foolish, all right, but he's no boy. <laughs> Stop running your hands through your hair, beanbag. Get your chin off your solar plexus and tell the old family physician your troubles. It's, it's Ralph. Ralph who? We don't know. Oh, fine. What has Ralph been doing? Writing limericks on your sidewalk? <laughs> He's been sending my wife flowers. That's what he's been doing. And if I ever lay my dukes on oh, him... Oh, that, Ralph. What's that? You mean you know who it is? You too? Does everybody know this guy but me? And me? You mean you don't know who Ralph is? I know who he will be. He'll be the guy that finds floating down the river with every bone in his body broken by a blunt instrument named Fibber McGee. <laughs> but, Doctor, tell us now, who is he? At what time is it? 4.12. Why? I can answer your question in two minutes. Two minutes? But how... You'll answer it right now, or by George, I'll pin your ears so far back, you'll have to add three feet to your stethoscope. <laughs> don't, 
Don't get ambitious, my flabby little friend. If I didn't know you were upset about this thing, I'd hang a shanty on your eye that would solve the housing problem for the next hundred years. <laughs> oh, is that so? Yeah. Why, you overbearing, body-wrecking, supercharging, pulse-punching... What time is it? What time is it? 4.14. Well, turn on the radio. Huh? What for? Turn it on! Oh, okay. Turn on the radio. <laughs> All right, dearie. I don't know what you think you're going to... Now, be quiet, do. McGee. Listen. Our great pleasure to announce that the lucky winner today is Mrs. Thibber McGee of 79 Wistful Vista. As you know, every Tuesday, some lucky lady receives a gorgeous bouquet of blossoms from Ralph, the friendly florist. Remember, friends, when you think of flowers, think of Ralph. And now we present Bing Sinatra in a transcribed... Catch on? Oh, this is... Ridiculous. हिंदी सिनेमा का सबसे बड़ा ब्लॉकबस्टर धमाकेदार तो होगा एंटरटेनमेंट जब करण जोहर आयुष्मान खुराना और मनीष पॉल होस्ट करेंगे फिल्म फेयर की शानदार रात फिल्म फेयर के मंच पर होंगे रणबीर कपूर करीना कपूर खान कार्तिक आर्यन वरुण धवन जानवी कपूर और सारा अली खान के इलेक्ट्रीफाइंग परफॉर्मेंसेस तो हो जाइए तैयार फॉर हिंदी सिनेमा बिगेस्ट सेलिब्रेशन वॉट दिक्सटी नाइन्थ फिल्म फेयर अवार्ड ट्वेंटी ट्वेंटी फोर विद गुजरात टूरिज्म ऑन संडे एटीन फेब्रवरी नाइन पी एम उंगली ऑन जी